What's good, my good people? It's your boy, Conker Jones, coming at you with the revitalization of the comfort zone. And I know, I know, it's a couple of people out there who gonna hear this, and they're like, man, he just said the comfort zone, he just said the new experience, he just said he was gonna draw the comfort zone, he said he's gonna do the new experience, uh, he said he was going to drop both of them. This cat don't know what he wants to do for the longest. I didn't know what I want to do. Uh, so I can admit that I ain't mad at you for thinking like that. I think like that, too. But I had to realize that the comfort zone is where it was always supposed to be, because even though the new experience does have a lot of significance, the new experience was initially brought up uh, to do something else. It was initially it was initially thought up about something else and I'm not gonna exactly say what we'll find out later on down the road but the new experience was initially thought of uh, about another project I wanted to work on in the future but I didn't want to keep sitting on a project so I decided to see if I could put some other use to the new experience but truthfully I'm glad that I'm back to calling my podcast the comfort zone I really am because as I started doing some praying and meditating about it, is that I realized what the comfort zone truly meant and what it truly means. I used to say it's about stepping outside of your comfort zone, which it is, but my lifestyle, my train of thoughts, you know, the way I even approach serving God, just about everything I do is about going against what society tells us we should do, who society tells us we should be, not to say that sometimes society isn't right, like you may want to be something or you may fit right in with what people are telling you or what everybody else is saying or with what seems to be popular, but that doesn't mean that's who all of us are. And for me, I've always been more of a, re more of a rebel. I don't want to say rebellious, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but I've always been more of a rebel. So... Uh, even with my thought process when it comes to serving God, I've always been more of a rebel. And even with me getting back into the spirit, not to say that I'm perfect, but I am more focused on serving God more now than I have ever been. Uh, I realize that a comfort zone means stepping outside of the comfort zone of society. You know what I'm saying? It's still an oxymoron. But it's not just stepping outside of your comfort zone. It's about stepping outside of the comfort zones that society puts us in to quit being cogs in this never-ending machine and to start fighting and doing things different to chase our dreams, to chase what we're really after. You know what I'm saying? Go after the people you really love, even though they may not fit society's standards of beautiful or appealing. Go after that lifestyle you really want, even though it may not sit, fit society's standards of beautiful or appealing or what society would consider to have a status. Go after what makes you happy. Forget about what everybody else is saying. Do what makes you happy. Respect God along the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a very simple process of thinking about it. But I think if you thought about life like that, life would be a lot easier for a whole lot of people. Uh, but that's enough of that talking. Uh, and been going on with that for a little over five minutes. Uh, no, about four minutes. But you, you see the title. We're going to get into the subject. And you see the title, uh, which is actually focused on titles in ministry. Honestly, I want to focus on titles, period. Um, because I think people focus 
entirely too much on uh, titles and labels than they should instead of realizing that the real power comes in your own humility and letting what your work speak for you, you know, but tonight, this Friday night, which I may change it to Thursday night since it's a comfort zone again, actually, yeah, <laughs> we gonna go back to post this on Thursday nights, um, <laughs> oh, it's good to be back, <laughs> it's good to be back, it, it actually feels right this time, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing, but anyway, to, to get down to it, the problem that I have with people who walk around calling themselves apostles, prophets, evangelists, uh, some of them who carry the title of a pastor or who carry the title of reverend or bishop or deaconess, praise team leader, first lady, first this, first that. The problem that I have with that is Personally, I think you take the glory completely out of God's hands when you are more focused on a title that you carry than the job that you're supposed to do with that title. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, um, like I always had this problem with the church, and uh, I love giving this example. Um, as much as I love Jesus, as much as I love God, I do have a problem with how the church is set up or how these ministries are set up. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to dig into that. I want to say organizations because we are the church. We are the ministry. So I want to say how these organizations are set up. And we're going to keep digging and digging and digging until we get it right. But the problem that I have with a lot of these places is that they tend to uh, want to look like they say. They want to look like they have the anointing. They want to look like they have the Holy Spirit. But ain't none of them walking in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um I was listening to this uh, uh, video the other day on Facebook that my uh, lady sent me to watch about this guy, a uh, local guy, a uh, pretty good guy if you actually get to know him. But uh, I realized I haven't listened to him in a while. And then as I listened to him the other night, uh, one of the first things I hear him talking about is having a calling on your life. And he speaks about how he has an apostolic calling over his and how his apostolic calling gives him the blah, the authority of uh, blah, 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 to do this and to do that and to do this and to do that. And that's like, personally, you want to look like that. You want the look and the status of being an apostle, but you don't really want the disciplines of an apostle. You think you do. You want the disciplines of an apostle as it pertains to you having uh, an organization that people can go to. But you don't really want the disciplines of an apostle. You don't want to go what the, go through what the apostles went through. Like when we sit up here and think about who carried these titles of apostles, the ones who walked with Jesus, you got to realize that you're talking about a lot of people who were barely in the church. As a matter of fact, I'm convinced that if Jesus was alive today, the church that he sees, these mega churches that he sees, everybody walking around with these titles and everything, this would be the exact type of ministry that Jesus would overthrow like he did thousands of years ago. Because we're too focused on looking like we say. We're too focused on looking like we blessed. We're too focused on looking like we got status. And we're so focused on status that we forget that none of it is possible without the glory and the anointing of God. 
You know what I'm saying? We forget that God gives us this status. God gives us this anointing. That God gives us the ability to speak into people's lives and to heal people's lives. As a matter of fact, I was just talking to my homeboy before I got on here and recorded this podcast. And I'm excited because I'm actually feeling something. You know what I'm saying? As I was talking to him, I sat up here and said, if you really, if you really read the Bible and you really study Jesus, Jesus rarely ever Gave himself a title. People can sit up here and say, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. I'm the Alpha and Omega. Okay, you can say that. But name one time that you saw Jesus call himself the Messiah. Or Jesus called himself a prophet, other than him saying, Verily I say to you, a prophet is not welcome in his own home. Even then, he wasn't calling himself a prophet. He was telling you that a prophet is not welcome in his own home, but he did not say, I am a prophet. I could be wrong, but the one thing I truly believe to the bottom of my heart is that Jesus rarely called himself anything because he knew that everything that he was about and that everything he had to do came from his father. But yet us, we as people, we as men and women of the church, that's what we do. I am an apostle. I'm a prophet. I'm a prophetess. I'm a bishop. I'm a bishopess. Oh, I'm the praise team director. That's who I am. This is what I do. We, we don't even understand how much we take the glory of God out of these things when we talk like this. We have a lot of people out there in the world who look for genuine men and women of God. But when we go to them, and we constantly throw up the title that we feel like means something to, that should mean something to them because it means something to us, we turn them away. You know what I'm saying? Granted, I'm not the only person who's been turned away because I hear people too focused on the title than, <clears throat> excuse me, being focused on the word of God. You know what I'm saying? If you are really walking in that authority, you wouldn't have to mention who you are at all. If you are really walking in that anointing and that power, then everybody that you come across who you have had the opportunity and the ability to help would be able to go to others and yell and scream and shout that that's who you are without who you are ever leaving your mouth. When Jesus met Mary by the well. All he did was talk to her. He did not tell her who he was or what he was capable of, but she ran and told everybody she saw about his greatness, about his glory, about his ability, about him being the Messiah. Everybody in the Bible who has came across Jesus talked about him being the Messiah, being the chosen one, being the son of God. Jesus rarely referred to himself as these things, yet for some reason, we feel like we have the ability to walk around pronouncing our title or what we feel like we should be called and feel like that is justified in the eyes of God. And I am here to tell you that it's not. It is not justified in God's eyes. You don't have to take my word for it because I'm, I'm not anybody. I'm just one person trying to live my life as honest as I can to please God. To where when I die, I know I did what I was supposed to do. That's all I am. You know what I'm saying? That's all Conquer Jones is. That's all Charles Coma is. So you do not have to believe a word I'm saying. Matter of fact, 
There's going to be a lot of people who listen to this who won't believe a word that I'm saying. I don't care. Because I know there's going to be somebody who listens to this that's going to understand exactly what I'm saying. And they're going to know that it's not coming from me. They're going to know that I'm just a tool and an instrument that God uses to open up people's eyes and to make them see things in a different perspective. Hence the reason why the comfort zone is back and it is an oxymoron because I'm getting my, my goal is to get you to think differently, to think more independently. Even if you don't agree with me, I want you to think for yourself and stop following the trend that has been going on for so long especially in these churches. We got to understand that we're not doing God's work by assembling and people tend to under people tend to forget about certain scriptures. You know, they love sitting up here talking about with these organizations do not forsake the assemblies of God people. They love talking about that, but they don't talk about that much on how the Bible says, go ye out into the world. <laughs> and spread the gospel. I mean, I, I'm not quoting that exactly how it should be quoted, but you know, they don't think about how when you look at any prophet, any apostle, any bishop, any anything that you see in the Bible. Matter of fact, where is bishop in the Bible? Or is that something that has been adopted from another religion, from religion? And added to Christianity. Where is bishop in the Bible? Is there a bishop in the Bible? I'll tell you what. Uh, Cockerjones at gmail.com. There's bishop in the Bible. That's a way you can reach out to me. Or if you can message me. Let me know where you actually see bishop in the Bible. Where somebody walked uh, as bishop. And the funny thing about it is that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I'll read my Bible. I believe a lot of stuff in the Bible, but the Bible ain't my main source to get to God. You know what I'm saying? But I still want to know for the Bible thumpers out there, where in the Bible is a bishop? And I understand uh, that people will talk about the fivefold ministry with the other titles. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and some teachers. I understand people will go to that. But that still don't mean that's what you need to sit up here and tell people you are every time you get introduced. You know what I'm saying? Because people with real power, people who had a real anointing, they don't go around pointing out their anointing or their power. As a matter of fact, it's the Pharisees and the hypocrites that have to go around pointing out their anointing and their power in order for people to start looking at them like that. You know, I, I don't know. I just have a different set of beliefs when it comes to titles, you know. I think you should be more focused on doing what that title describes than to keep announcing that title, you know. And plus, uh, plus here's another thing um, about giving yourself a title. Like, <laughs> I got two more things and I'm going to shut it down, man. Um... Uh, one thing about giving yourself a title is this. This is how I look at it. Uh, and this is perspective. This ain't something that God told me. I don't know uh, if it's something that hits you, like the Holy Spirit hits you with this, then it is of God. If the Holy Spirit doesn't, then it's, a, it's my opinion. You know what I'm saying? And I can sit up here and honestly say that it's my opinion. But I believe that once you give yourself a title, you limit how God can use you. 
You know what I'm saying? And you got people who will say, well, the apostles operate in everything. No, they don't. <laughs> apostles do not operate in every single uh, gift and calling. Prophets don't operate in every single gift and calling. Pastors, uh, preachers, they don't operate in every single gift and calling. Teachers, you know what I'm saying? Perspectively, the only uh, title, I told anybody if I ever carried a title, I would want to be a teacher. And they said, well, that's the least of the fivefold ministry. It's the pinky. No, bro, you got to understand who teaches the apostles, who teaches the prophets, who teaches the evangelists, who teaches the pastors. Realize that all of them, when I'm speaking about all of them, that uh, they all have to be taught some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? They all have to be taught how to walk in their calling and in their anointing. You know what I'm saying? That's the position of a teacher. If I were to ever carry any title, it would literally just be teacher. But even walking in the title, walking in that title or any title, period, can limit how God can use you. God may be able to, God may want to use you on every single anointing there is in the world. He may want you to be a minister of music one day, a pastor one day. He may want you to be a shepherd the next day, even though you think pastors and shepherds are the same thing. An evangelist one day, an apostle this day, a prophet this day. But you said you're just going to be a deacon. You said you're going to be a reverend. You said you're going to be a preacher. God can use you any given way he wants to. And we don't even understand how many limits we put on God because we are so focused on the title that we carry. You know what I'm saying? Some of the most blessed and anointed people I've ever seen in my life, some of the people who have spoken in my, to, to me the most have been people that ain't even been saved. You know what I'm saying? But at that moment and at that given time, God has used them heavily. Whereas I've had people who have came to me, laid hands on me, you know what I'm saying? They sit up here and try to knock me down as if this as if it's an anointing and everything like that. They sit up here and call themselves prophesying over me. And what they say don't hit me at all other than them like what I call I want to say typecasting but let's just say other than them like trying to read me and then tell me that that's God just because you're a good reader people nah bruh that don't work with me you know what I'm saying but there's been way I've seen God use little people or what we would consider little people people greater than I've seen God use people who walk around spewing their title out everywhere where they go. I'm an apostle. I'm a prophet. You can call me prophetess such and such. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome prophetess, welcome apostle, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not you anyway. The real gift is from God. The real gift is having the humility to know that God is using you and that you ain't using God. When you feel like you're using God, that's when them titles become important. Personally, I'm going to say this, and <laughs> I'm going to say this. Personally, the more focused on a title you have, you are, the more insecure I feel like you are about yourself. And that's just me. Because confidence don't, we constantly remind people that, it, that, that, it, that is confidence. Insecurities constantly remind people that it's confidence. Confidence does not remind people who it is, but an insecure, but an insecurity does. And insecurity needs to constantly remind itself that it's confidence so it won't feel so insecure. But if you're really walking in confidence, or let me switch it up and say, if you're really walking in what you're supposed to walk in, 
you don't need to broadcast it to everybody because you know that's what you are. Some of us are chasing what we are, thinking that we know what we are, but nah, that's not what we are. You know what I'm saying? So that's, <laughs> that's one thing with titles is just that God can use titles. God can use you in many different ways other than the title that you sit up here and say uh, that you are. So just, just, just be you. Because when it all boils down to it, it's all you anyway. There's no title that gives you the anointing. There's no anything that gives you the anointing other than you and the desire that you have to serve God. So why sit up here and try to make yourself seem so significant? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and you may not believe it, but you actually are running people away because you have to tell them who you are or what you think you walk in. And these new generations that are coming out there, they don't want to hear it. They want to feel it. They want to see it. It ain't about being perfect or being without sin. It's just about just about being humble, being honest, being transparent. That's the real gift. That's the real anointing. That's the real title. It's just being yourself, admitting your flaws, admitting you ain't perfect, and and using your flaws and the thing, using your flaws and your weaknesses just as much as not more than your strength to reach out to other people. That's what it's really about, you know? Now, the second thing I said I was going to talk about, I completely forgot about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But see, this is why I'm going to get to the point where I start writing some of this stuff down because I literally completely forgot about the second thing I wanted to talk about when it came to how much we abuse titles in the church and what type of lifestyle we can have if we got rid of titles, you know? Uh, 